2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Know Her Name podcast here with KSR. Uh, We are sponsored by Tanya Witt at Rise Up Sports Media and happy to be so. Uh, I'm Grant Grubbs. I cover Kentucky women's basketball for KSR and I'm joined by Alex White uh, Kentucky women's basketball analyst, all things Kentucky. Uh, today we got a lot to cover, so we're going to hop right into it, and we're going to start by recapping the past five games or so for Kentucky. Uh, so starting off, we're going to discuss the first loss since the last podcast, which was uh, Kentucky falling seventy-two to sixty-five to Alabama. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Alex?
0: Um, not not a great loss. I mean, they're a good team, so um, I knew. I knew that one would be a little hard, and I thought that we kept it pretty competitive for the most part. Um, So I really, at that, I mean, during that game, I wasn't that disappointed, basically because I felt like we were getting some good shots, but they just really weren't falling. Um, Mm -hmm. Shot 38.7% overall, which kind of has become um, a theme after that. Um, Not shooting great. I don't think
2: shot above 40% since that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely not good, but um, I was proud of how competitive we kept that game um, for the most part. I thought we had a great chance to win that one, honestly.
2: Yeah, I, I felt like that game was the beginning of the backslide for Kentucky here over the past four or five games. Um, it was still close, and we they still showed promise, but it was the first signs of kind of trouble ahead. Um A side note on that game, it was the game that Ryan Howard uh, came back to Memorial, which was cool, and we'll ask her about that later here in the interview.
1: Um,
2: You know, it it just sucks, that game. They had more points off turnovers. They had the same amount of rebounds. uh, Pretty much every stat, if you go through a bench point, but but they just lost. Uh, And I think it just came down to three-point shooting, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was, I mean, yeah, it – it wasn't bad, really, when you look at it. It's pretty even all throughout um definitely the third second and third quarters um were where they kind of got us there um mm. beginning and end, we put something together, but um not not in the middle when we needed it, so yeah, um, which
2: is another pattern that seems to be sprouting up, yes. Uh, so, the next game was just four days after that. Uh, we took on Ole Miss, and Kentucky fell 74-52. to 52. So, a little bit of a bigger margin there. Um, Ole Miss also is a solid team, um, but definitely not a team that you should be losing to by 22 points.
0: Yeah, I agreed. I mean, they they are really solid. I mean, they just took South Carolina to overtime overtime. Um, which says a lot about how they are as a team. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely um, shot We shot less than 30% in that one. So another one where it was just awful shooting. Um, and what I, d- I did like, I guess, from that game was how much bench comp- contributions we got. Um, 30 bench points in that game, which is mm-hmm. much over what we've been seeing. Um, so that was one positive. But yeah, definitely, definitely didn't go our way in that one.
2: Yeah, and, you know, a notable thing from that game, obviously, was it was the first game where Maddie Shear went out. Uh, she didn't play in the second half, and I think she scored like zero points in the first half. Um, she obviously wasn't herself. And it, I'm, we still haven't got a clear answer from Kyra Elsey on what the illness is, but during that game, the SEC commentators were saying that it was headaches was why she left.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a very um, odd and kind of scary situation just because um, typically when you do see it being that, it's typically from a concussion and mm-hmm. we would have seen that happen and obviously did not. Um, so that is a little worrisome in itself, um, just that she did. But then obviously she's been at least going through some um, practices this week, so hopefully... Hopefully she's back, but that is a really weird situation and we're clearly lost without her. Um, it's shown how big she really is, how much she really means to this team. I mean, our offense,
2: it, it's a mess right now out there, but we'll, we'll talk about that more a little bit after we recap all these. So uh, just three days after that, uh, Kentucky had maybe their worst performance. They fell to Georgia 50 to 40. It was their lowest scoring output of the season. Um, this one wasn't, Only just Maddie Shear was out, but it was also Robin Benton with an ankle injury that I guess she'd re-aggravated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This one was, I mean, there's not very many positives you can say about that one. It was really just not a good performance from start to finish.
2: Yeah. I mean, they scored five points in the second quarter. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think 12 points between the second and third quarter. It was like every time they scored, it was followed up by a five minute scoring drought.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: It's pretty much inexcusable. Um, Even without your top two players, there's got to be some way that you can find offense. I mean, you're you're a power five team. You you won the SEC championship last year. We know that you have coaching. Um, I don't know. It was just an inexcusable performance by them, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, what's crazy about it is one thing we kind of struggled with all season long is rebounding. And we actually – killed them on the boards that game um Mm. 43 to 30 and we had 16 offensive boards in that game i mean like one of the areas where we struggled we did well and every other area we just were not good
2: (laughs) it's constantly one step forward two steps back it feels like with this team um the moment they like solve one side of the rubik's cube there's a million issues on the other five sides so um it's tough um, yeah, and then obviously the most recent game was Kentucky fell to Vanderbilt 79 57. Vanderbilt, who was, I believe, two and 11 in SEC play, entering this game. I mean, just a horrible loss for the Cats.
0: Yeah, it was not good at all. And, um, Louisville native, actually, Kaija Harbison for them led them. Um, and I mean, it's it, that was just an embarrassing loss, honestly, um, especially the way they just absolutely dominated us um, in the second half, especially. But it was I mean, it was like we didn't really even have any fight left in us. And I don't yeah, I don't it, know yeah. what to say about that one. <laughs> it, was, it was
2: one of those games where it felt like it was like hard to watch. You like felt embarrassed for the team like they wanted to get off the court. Um, yes it, it was just bad. Uh that that game Maddie Shear was still out. Asia Petty now randomly was out with an ankle injury. I guess she yeah. got hurt practice. Um and of course the bomb is Nile Leverett or tears her ACL in the
0: third quarter. Yes. Yeah, as soon as she went down I was like this isn't good. Just you could tell the way that The way that she was grabbing it, the way she was holding it, it was definitely um, something torn in her knee. And so um, I was hoping that that wasn't the outcome, but obviously ended up being the outcome in that. And um, definitely, I mean, she's been our starting, one of our starting forwards all season. So um, Mm -hmm. that's a big loss just because, I mean, she's just been one of the consistence, I guess, in a season of a lot of inconsistencies.
2: Yeah, well, with all the games recapped, I guess we can dive into that injury a little bit even more. I mean, yeah. like, like you said, she's been the starting forward. And although she's only averaged 2.7 points and 4.1 rebounds a game, um, she's been vital, uh, especially as of late when the bigs have kind of started to pick up their game a little bit, created less turnovers. Yes. Um, I'm not really sure what direction Kentucky goes from
1: here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think a big part of what she brings is just a defensive presence, um, kind of altering shots with her length. Even if she's not getting blocks on them, she alters them a lot um, for opposing players' bigs. Um, And yeah, especially um, we didn't have Asia Petty in that one either. So, I mean, in in an area where we were already really shorthanded, now we're even more shorthanded.
2: I'm interested to see, can this maybe somehow work out for the best. You know, you try to think optimistically, does Kyra LZ try a five-guard lineup, and does it work? I don't know. I mean, at times it's looked like five guards are our best players um, with, obviously, Jada, Maddie, uh, Robin, Blair, and then I think maybe throwing in freshman Kennedy Cambridge uh, in there, which we can discuss that a little bit. Kevin yes. didn't play at all during the Vanderbilt game, not a single minute, despite being one of their top players here while Maddie's been out. Uh, what do you think about that whole issue, Alex?
1: Um,
0: honestly, I was expecting to hear after that there was an injury or something that had happened, so I was really shocked in it being just like a coach's decision not to play. I do wonder if there's maybe something that went on behind the scenes that's causing mm-hmm. that. Um, just because, I mean, she had just started the game before that, so then did not play her at all. Um that I mean she was in her hometown too and playing against her sister's team obviously her sister's out this season as well but um just it was it was odd um to say the least when we were already shorthanded um Robin Benton was struggling to hit shots I really I really was shocked to see um some of our guards that haven't played as much come in um and they did good but it's I think Kennedy could have definitely helped us in a game like that
2: absolutely um yeah, I've been using the term in some of my writing, shadow suspension, because she's not coming out and saying it's anything. Yeah. But it unless she's just seen some miraculous thing in tape, there has to be something else going on for her to sit Kennedy Cambridge. Um and frankly, in my opinion, now's not the time to be doing that. When you're two and I guess eleven now in SEC play, uh, you know, now's not the time to be making disciplinary stands it's time to win games. So unless she had a very good reason, Kennedy probably should have been out on the court.
0: Yeah, I agree. Especially because I feel like this is also, she's one that really, um, we can use looking into the future we can use and could be a really valuable part to this team. Um, with the transfer portal you kind of worry about something like that when it's coming at this point in the season um her Mm -hmm. looking to maybe move because of something like this so hopefully not but yeah i was looking at what she's done and i mean she had eight rebounds um against georgia she had four turnovers that was the only thing i could possibly see as like a negative there. But I mean our mm-hmm. whole team has been turning the ball over way more than <laughs> the average. So um mm-hmm. uh, four turnovers versus Ole Miss as well. But then she had zero against Alabama. Um so I mean if you kind of look at it it was the the two most recent games she had four turnovers, but if you're just looking at stats, that's legitimately the only thing I could really find as a negative. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that being um what's keeping her out because she brings so much other value to the floor.
2: Yeah, I don't want to speculate, but um, I would not be surprised if there's something going on there.
0: Yeah, and then
2: I agree. Um, uh, just to quickly mention Maddie Sheer. Um, you know, they, they continue to say it's illness. It's they haven't said it's obviously not a COVID-related illness, as she's been with the team. She's been uh, she actually was participating in the shoot around at Vanderbilt, um, but she still hasn't returned. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. I don't know it's weird for it to be illness but she's participating with the team.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I and I mean I yeah, I don't know what's going on there but we definitely need her. I mean, that's <laughs> that's been very obvious yeah, and yeah, I, it opens a lot up for everybody else as well just having her out there. Um we're a lot cleaner with the ball. We I mean, we've had let's see 22 turnovers in each of the last two games, which is insane um we haven't forced as many turnovers as what we um were averaging before either so yeah definitely um you can see how it's affecting all areas of the game especially even robin benton um not, i don't know if she was maybe not all the way healthy since she sat out um against um georgia i don't know if she was mm-hmm. fully healthy but she definitely didn't look fully like herself in that uh, vandy game either
2: for sure Um, quickly before we hop into the Ryan Howard interview, um, they did announce Memorial Coliseum's finally getting some much needed, uh, renovations, uh, as a media member who's in there two or so times a week, I can tell you I'm happy. Uh, it gets pretty hot in there. Um, did you have any thoughts on that, Alex?
0: Yeah, it looks great. Um, the, the, at least the overall, um, view that they have, in mind for it looks really really good um the big board over top um I mean I think this is very much so needed um definitely if you go in there you could tell it's a very old arena um so I think this is very needed but it looks I mean what they have in mind looks absolutely fantastic
2: yeah, and not only is it needed, it's deserved. I mean, you know, Kentucky's not having a great season, but last year they won the SEC championship. Volleyball plays in there. They won one national championship. I mean, uh, it's very well-deserved, very needed. Um, and it's deserved because of players like Ryan Howard. So I guess segueing into that, uh, unless you have anything else, you want to hop into the interview, Alex?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into it. All right. So, to get things started, um kind of thinking back to your time at Kentucky, um you obviously came there when Matthew Mitchell was still the head coach and then um obviously had Kyra LZ transition into that head coach role while you were there. What if you could just say like a couple words to describe it? What is she like as like a head coach?
1: Um down to business. I would <laughs> say she knows what she wants and she knows how to get her players to do it. So, Whenever she has a vision for something, she puts it in plan immediately. Like she lets everybody know what her vision is and that if we aren't on board with her vision, then we can just leave. Uh, Ryan, you know, following that up,
2: it wasn't too long ago that you were back in Lexington. I saw you even went through a practice It looked like with the team. How was that? And did you kind of give the team any advice?
1: Um. Yes, I did practice with them. I was on the practice team. So that was fun. <laughs> um and just being able to, you know, get out there and, you know, humble them a little bit. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But I did, you know, talk to them a little bit um, after the game that they had that day before and just, you know, I've communicated with them like over the year. I watch all the games. Um just trying to see like where everybody head is at um and see like how everybody's doing. Just staying in touch pretty much. Awesome.
0: And then so outside of kind of the basketball world what is something that made like your time at UK really special to you
1: um I'll probably say connections like I made a lot of friends who weren't athletes and so just being able to have you know the friends that you know don't know what it's like and don't know what you're going through so that you don't have to always talk about you know how your sport is going or like what you know y'all's workout was this morning um but it was just good just to have that time and You know, I joined a sorority in Zeta Phi Beta, so that was like another sisterhood for me just to, you know, be able to go and, you know, let loose and just not have to worry about anything else.
2: Well, obviously now, Ryan, you have moved on to bigger and better things, and with so much success that first year in the WNBA, did you kind of have a first, like, welcome to the WNBA moment where you're like, this is happening?
1: Um. I don't really know. I would probably say, like, my welcome to the WNBA moment was having to go from the draft immediately to Atlanta. Like, after, like, the next day, we had, like, orientation and stuff, and then I got a call there, like, yeah, we need you here Wednesday. It's Tuesday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A quick turnaround. Yeah. So, if you had to think of, like, one of the toughest matchups that you had in your first season in the WNBA Who's one of, like, the toughest players you win against?
1: Toughest players? I don't know. I'll probably say I had to guard Joel Lloyd a couple of times. And, you know, I think my defense is pretty good. <laughs> but she's still scoring. And I was like, I'm looking at my coach, like, and my coach was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's just her. But going against her is definitely good. Um, just for my experience and you know, being able to learn from her and see like how she plays against you know tougher defenders, i um, will probably say Chelsea Gray is up there because how do you stop that? Um, but yeah, just anybody like really, you never know what you're gonna get from somebody that day, so you always have to be in your A game.
2: Did you feel any pl- pressure in your rookie year to kind of perform, being the number one pick or anything, or did it just feel like another game out there every night?
1: It just felt like another game. Like, I was super comfortable with my teammates with my coaches, with everybody in Atlanta because they didn't – when they brought me in, they didn't say, yeah, we need you to score. But, like, I mean, like, I knew that. They knew that. But it wasn't like, listen, we're going to lose if you don't do this. It was more like, as a whole, we're going to lose if we don't do this. Like, if we don't come together, then it's going to be bad.
0: Um and so through basketball you've obviously traveled a lot um obviously within the US whenever you're playing but also internationally um now in Italy um do you are you somebody who enjoys traveling and what's like the favorite your favorite place that you've been so far
1: Um I do like traveling but however I haven't had a lot of time to like see the stuff when I go to the countries that I travel to um But being in Italy is very nice. It's very quiet, very clean. Um, Not a lot of people recognize you, so I'm more to myself, so I like that. Um, It's very beautiful. Like, anywhere you go is a sightseeing itself. Um, And just, you know, being able to have this and, you know, take what I'm learning over here and, like, the physical play and, you know, how teams key on you or just, you know, free-for-all sometimes over here and take it back and be more prepared for next season now that teams over there know how I play know what I like to do know what I like to get to it's just it's good
2: well Ryan you're living in another country much less outside of the dorms or with the roommates anymore but do you still ever think back to those times with Blair Green or do you guys still keep in touch pretty well
1: yeah we we talk a lot um i'll send her like you know old memories and stuff or like Cause she scares easily so I would always scare her so those will come up and I'll send to her or just check on how she's doing um how she feels the season is going
0: just you know her new boo
1: how everything's going. <laughs> she never told me I need to be available for the wedding so
0: yeah we've we've heard from her that she needs to plan her wedding around your schedule is what she told us so it sounds like she's definitely planning for you to be there no matter what <laughs> I'll give you, but as soon as it comes out, you will have it. <laughs> so what, thinking between kind of being in Italy now and the WNBA, um, your first season there, what is the biggest difference between playing in those two um, leagues?
1: Um, Here in Italy is more of like a – it's more physical and, you know, the refs don't call as much as they do in the league. So I feel like that is – preparing me because I don't think I'll get a lot of calls anyways, but now <laughs> I, I'm not going to be like, like that was about like in my head, I'll be like, that was a foul, but I'm not going to complain or nothing like that.
2: With this uh, kind of experience under your belt and you obviously winning rookie of the year, what aspirations do you have moving into your second year in the
1: WNBA? Um, my aspirations always are team goals first because in The way I think you don't get, you know, individual accolades unless your team is doing good. And so if my team is doing well, then they'll look at me or whoever on my team is doing good. Um, But it would be nice to be like in the MVP race. (laughs) (laughs) That's always an option for anybody. Um, But just, you know, continue to make a name for myself, continue to, you know, be the future of this league um, and just, you know, continue to help it grow.
0: Awesome. And then I kind of wrapping up before we kind of finish off with some quick hitters. Um, what would you say like your time at Kentucky looks, looks like in your mind, um, kind of as a whole?
1: I would probably say it was definitely a learning experience and a growing experience for me, but there was a lot of fun times. Um, a lot of good teammates that came and went, a lot of good memories, bad memories that we bond over now and go back and laugh at now. Um, you know, just being able to have other people that are going through the tough times that college athletes often go through and everyone feels that way uh, was just good. And just continue to, like, make those memories and, you know, do it for us. Like, we weren't doing it for anybody else. We were doing it for us.
0: Absolutely. And what was your favorite memory when you were there, if you had to pick one? I mean, I never won a championship before, so I guess by default, my favorite
1: memory is the SEC championship.
2: (laughs) It's pretty tough to beat. Yeah. Um, Um, Alex, do you want to wrap them up with some quick hitters here?
0: Yes, I'm going to rattle off some quick hitters. So – um. Just some quicker questions to go through to wrap things up. Um, so we'll get started with: What is your favorite city to play in?
1: Favorite city to play in? I like a lot of fans, so Vegas. I would say Vegas. They get a, a really good crowd. They, everybody's into it. And then my city does not. That's not my home. City like where we play. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <they're- laughs> Um, And then this may be the same answer, but what's the hardest arena to play in?
1: Hardest arena?
0: Washington. Washington. Um, What's your go-to shoe to wear for games? Right now it's uh,
1: AJ36, but it could change (laughs) this next season.
0: (laughs) Switch it up every season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's your favorite player to play against?
1: Favorite player I play against? I like somebody that I can have fun with. I don't know. I like playing against everybody. I mean, I don't really talk, but <laughs> it's just fun to have a matchup where you can be like, okay, you do something, and then I do something, and then you do something, and then I do something.
0: Yeah, we saw we saw some, um, you and Kelsey Plum having some fun at the All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, what is your favorite restaurant in Atlanta?
1: Favorite restaurant? Um, so me and Nas went to this breakfast place a lot called um, Maple Street Biscuits. So good, <laughs> I think. And it was like right down the street from where we were living. It
0: was so That's good. always
2: That sounds fantastic.
0: <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do in Atlanta?
1: Everything to do. We didn't do that much, but. I did like just anything really. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. Like, I did top golf or like painting. Um, there was this putt shack place where you go indoor But but There's a lot of good stuff. Oh, <laughs> and like, let's revisit next
0: year because <laughs> me and
1: us have a plan to
0: get out more
1: and do more things.
0: Yeah, it's hard when, you, especially your rookie season. I'm sure it's hard to do much beyond basketball there. Yeah. Um, Atlanta or Italy? Atlanta. Okay. And then last, Atlanta dream red or Kentucky blue? Technically, (laughs) technically,
1: there is a blue with Atlanta. So
0: (laughs) I'm going to say the middle blue. Atlanta
1: (laughs) dream blue. I'm not going to choose. I'm just going to say blue.
0: (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, Ryan. We really appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you
1: for having me.
2: Thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you for uh, joining us back here on the latter half of the Know Her Name podcast. Um, For this little back half here, we typically tend to kind of preview the games coming up. And, you know, with only two games left, we're going to look a little bit at the SEC tournament outlook for the uh, women's team here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We got... Texas A&M um coming up next traveling there um one are actually the worst team in the conference right now um mm-hmm. so definitely a chance for us to um get another win in conference um going into our last game um yeah. what's your thoughts on that Texas A&M game uh, they need it uh they need the win for sure um I
2: mean, Texas A&M, I think it's 1-13 or something. They're, they're bottom. They're bottom yeah. of the conference. Um, but Vanderbilt was second to last or third to last from the conference, and we lost by 22 to them. So, at this point, there's no telling. Um, I feel good about it if Maddie Shear can return, but I think at this point it's just a mental game for the team and keeping their heads up. Uh, if they go in there and just already feel like they're going to lose, that's the exact outcome they're going to get.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's big. And I'm hoping um, just with the season coming to an and um, that some of the um, seniors really step it up as well, just obviously wanting to finish out as strong as they can. Um, and I think they will. They haven't shown otherwise that they would ever give up or quit. Um, but I definitely think, like you said, that having, if we have Maddie, that's the key. If we have Maddie, I love our chan- chances um, of yeah. going down there. And if we don't, then I mean, I still think that we have a shot. It's just how do we respond, especially now with. Naya out, um, obviously we won't have her the final uh, parts of the season, so Mm -hmm. definitely big there as well.
2: Yeah, and then looking forward for the final game, and I believe it will be senior night, correct, um, is the Tennessee game. And Tennessee is currently number three in the SEC standings, uh, just behind LSU and South Carolina, who are two of the top teams in the country. Uh, I, I don't like our chances for our seniors going out strong in that one.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree there. Um, honestly, Tennessee at the beginning of the season, really before conference play, um, uh- they really disappointed a lot of expectations um, Mm -hmm. that their fans had for them. Um, Didn't really know how they would be, but in the last half of the season, they obviously have um, gotten a lot more comfortable. You can tell that they've gotten into the rhythm, um, know how to use the personnel that they have. And they, I mean, it's not a great, great opponent to have on senior night. Yeah,
2: for sure. Um, You know, yeah, looking forward, I guess, for the SEC tournament standings. So we're number 13 right now. or No, we're number 12 right now in SEC standings. Um, but it's unlikely that we get out, especially with facing Tennessee. If we go one and one we're pretty much bound to be in that number 12 versus number 13 game. And if we somehow lose to Texas A&M, we'll be facing the 11 seed. Um, so right now it kind of looks like we're probably going to be rematching Vanderbilt. Uh, which isn't great considering they beat us by 22 uh, last game, but we uh, were obviously shorthanded. So I don't, I don't know. How are you feeling moving into the SEC tournament, Alex?
0: Um, I guess apprehensive would be the word I'd probably use to <laughs> describe how I will feel going into it. Just because, um, I I don't know who's going to be out on the floor, and that's like the big question mark I have. So, um, I mean. Honestly, getting Maddie back in a game like that I think would be huge because I think she would have been huge in that Vandy game if we would have had her. Um, I mean, the turnovers just go down significantly when she's out there. Um, she's a little more um just true floor general with the ball. So um, I like our chances of beating them in a rematch if we do have her and, honestly, if we can play like Kennedy Cambridge, um, which hopefully she'll be back as well, um, yeah. um, whatever it is that's going on there. But, I mean, I think that she could have done a lot in that kind of game, too. Um, I, I really think she would have thrived, to be honest, in that game.
2: Yeah. I think with the right pieces, uh, Kentucky has a good chance of escaping that first four and actually getting into the tournament. Um, but those chances, like you said, are basically non-existent if Maddie for some reason is still ill with whatever she has going on or Kendy's just mysteriously benched um so the outlook can either be bleak or you know pretty hopeful but I think at this point it's kind of about just finishing with some pride
0: yeah, I agree. And if we get past that that first round, um, I mean, we've shown an ability to compete with nearly everybody in the SEC, um, but they obviously were very top-heavy in the FCC. so those top teams are definitely going to be the favorites going in. But um, yeah. like, yeah, like you said, I think we just got to try to finish as strong as we possibly can, especially um, seniors just trying to go out on the highest note that they possibly can.
2: Yep. I mean, who knows? Last year I went expecting to be in Nashville for two or so nights, and they won the championship. So you never know. Um, We'll stay hopeful, but, uh, you know, got to be realistic with your beliefs. So we'll see. Uh, Thank you all for listening to another episode of KSR's Know Her Name podcast. Once again, sponsored by Tanya Witt over at Rise Up Sports Media. And uh, we'll continue to try and bring you guys the best Kentucky women's basketball coverage out there. And we'll see you all next time. Anatomy of an ad.
0: Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.